Hi there, I'm Michael Clark, and he's Mike Pereira. Together, we're the hosts of Mid-Credit Scene, a podcast about movies. And this is a Mid-Credit Minute, kind of bonus mini-episode, where we talk about big important things, like snacks, double features, and more. On today's episode, Charlotte Prong guesses what a movie's about from the title alone. You don't mess with the Zohan. Okay, so this movie I have not seen, but I feel like it has either Sasha Baron Cohen or Ben Stiller. Those are both very good guesses. And it's like a movie where they're playing some sort of Ukrainian character who is a spy or a model. They're a model, maybe. No, that's Zoolander. Um, but you don't want to mess with them because they are, uh, they're a hitman. That's, you are You're very, so, very like, close. Yeah. You're like bang on in a number of areas. Like you're like literally right beside the actual thing in a couple of areas. It's pretty great. And I had to go and look up the cast because as soon as you said it, I'm like, is Sasha Baron Cohen in this? That's uh, so believable. Because he's, he, it, it so feels like something that he would be in. Uh, this is an Adam Sandler. Uh, oh, okay. So uh, I think you're very close. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is an Israeli army counter-terrorist commando uh, who fakes his death in order to pursue his dream of becoming a hairstylist in New York City. A hairstylist with a duffel bag with eight heads in it? <laughs> right. I mean, presumably. Uh, <laughs> the, the, is... sequel, the sequel to both Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag and You Don't Mess with the Zohan it leads to the Tampa Bay hairstyling competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Turturro plays the bad guy. And that is the character uh-huh. that as soon as you said it, I'm like, I think Sasha Baron Cohen plays the bad guy. And it's John Turturro, which is also like, that that's 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 a similar place on the shelf but yeah you could do this movie with ben stiller and sasha baron cohen and it would be the exact same movie <laughs> it, it really would that would be the version of this movie that came out just five years earlier can i also just say that faking your own death is amazing and i love faking your own death stories and i fantasize about faking my own death every time that I want to get out of doing something that I don't want to do. Faking my own death is... uh, The fact that you led with faking your own death is amazing makes me wonder if you've actually (laughs) faked your own death. Yeah, I'm playing. This is my second life now. (laughs) She had to go on the run after that faster than light uh, secrets that she stole from Cesis. Great. This is is what's going to happen next. (laughs) Yeah, this is my second life. My real name is Mindy, and I'm from Ohio. It, oh. it, I mean, there is something really appealing about just, like, deciding one day that you've had enough and going and moving to Minnesota and starting yeah. from scratch. Yeah, I mean, if you don't think about your loved ones and stuff, it's just, like, has this really appealing, like, just, the, just like, a clean, like, you're just done. 
Or if you're Homer Simpson, you buy a dummy and fake your death just to get out of work for one day. That's what I mean. That's, that's right, what yeah. I'm thinking. Like every time I have like a deadline that's coming up and I've left things for too long and and I'm just like, I could just fake my own death. Not only I would I not have to do this, but people would say nice things about me at my funeral. Yeah. It would be great. I feel like we're we're firmly living in the time where that is almost impossible to do. Like it would take much more work to fake your death than just to like keep going. But I feel like at any other point in history, that was something that was the most achievable thing. Like you could just sure. you could just leave and go to two towns over and no one would know who you were and you could just show up and say, "Yeah, I am a doctor." Uh, I live here now. And they'd be like, all right, doctor. Uh, yeah, there weren't is- as many paper trails. There weren't as many, um, you know, you, you weren't surveilled constantly by the man. Yeah. I feel like it, when you're doing genealogical research, there's always one person in any family tree when you go back a couple of generations <laughs> who just shows up out of nowhere. And, and, and they're just like, and this is, this is great grandfather Abraham. Uh, we don't know anything about him or where he comes from. We, we've got one of those in my family tree, uh, a, a guy named Lockenvar Olems, who uh, fled from Holland <laughs> to Spain under undisclosed but clearly dicey circumstances. And no one knows what the hell the deal is. We just know his name and that he left Holland for Spain under mysterious and probably some shady circumstances maybe he just wanted to become a hairstylist like zohan it's very possible he didn't fake his own death though we know who he is and that he okay but faking your own death it seems appealing and i bet it's more common than we think i'm curious to know are there like what other movies we're getting uh, this is a little off track but what other faking your own death movies are there We're all drawing like a blank, is, but there has to be. It's like an underserved theme for sure. Yeah, I feel like this is the kind of thing that would have. Like, I mean, think about how many movies involve getting stuck in a time loop that we can name without too much difficulty. And there's not like, there's, like a once a year fake your own death movie. I feel like they, if they are, they're often more from the other side, like not necessarily the faked his own death side, but the mysterious stranger arrives in town side. And then it's like, oh, that's not his real name. And you kind of find out his backstory, but you never really find out about the whole, the people he left behind, the unfinished work projects that made him fake his own death. (laughs) I had a paper due. Yeah. I, uh, I, I hate the internet because I typed in movies involving faking your own death. And the the list that I clicked on first, the, their number one option is the Autobots blow up a spaceship to fake their own death in Transformers Dark of the Moon. And I have no respect for humanity left. That's... Uh, There's got to be. We'll, we'll do some research and we'll come back to this one. I smell not, a theme. I agree. Or a script. Maybe we just need to write a script. Uh, I agree. Underserved okay. genre. I, I, I will say that uh, one person here is saying Gone Girl, which that is perhaps the most elaborate death faking. That's true. That's uh, a great example. Yeah. That's a great example. Well, I haven't seen that, so thank you. 
Oh, <gasps> spoiler alert for like the most popular book of from forget we said that. Yeah, I it's fine. I'm okay <laughs> with it. A lot of the time, that I, I there's very few movies to me that get like if it depends that heavily on the twist or that, that then it's not that great. Right. Like, I mean, my, that's why I don't like a lot of M. Night Shyamalan movies. Like, what but the then there's more not, twists. Yeah. And it's also it. the acting is great. And the, the like, visually to look at, it's a great movie to look at. Yeah. My argument is it's not a twist if it happens at the end of the first act. Like, if there is more movie left after the twist, yeah. then, it, like, it's still a twist, but it's not like an M. Night Shyamalan twist where his stuff always happens in the last 30 seconds of the movie. Yeah. Um, like, if it's if it happens at the end of the first act, it's a plot point uh, because there's just more plot afterwards. Like, I don't mind a good twist, but, like, sometimes the twist is the only reason you like the movie and the rest of it's actually not that great. Like, no, we like this an movie because Rosamund Pike is amazing in it. Yeah. She's she's amazing though. I love Rosamund Pike. She's like one of the best things about like uh, uh, Hector in the Search for Happiness is her yeah like, small but great role in that. It was Simon Pegg goes on like a journey to sort of find himself. It's the the British version of Yes Man, uh, where he yeah, yeah he just basically starts living life. Uh, to enjoy it rather than for his obligations, um, which is, is similar to faking your own death, except I was just gonna uh, say that's like an easier way of faking your own death is just like you know, taking responsibility for your happiness and like just going doing that route, yeah, a lot easier, yeah. It's not as noir ish as disappearing off the grid, I suppose, yeah. To hear more, listen to Mid Credit Scene Podcast on Midtown Radio or wherever you get your podcasts.